Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first Cornering the Market episode of 2023. I don't remember how many episodes we're on now, Jared, but this is your weekly generative art news download. We cover all the new drops, news out there, collections that are starting to move, everything that you might want to know to keep up with stuff. And we try, but the space is moving. My name is P. You may know me online as Aston Cloud. I'm joined by my co-host, Jared, who you may know online as Jared underscore pause or J underscore pause. He's the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. How are you doing, man? I'm living the dream. Uh, I will get to this in a little bit, but got my vellum passed today and the rebate. So I'm amped to be on this journey with, with you and Harvey and uh, 98 other lucky lucky souls. That's that's right. Although you know there were only ninety five for mint. I don't know if you remember that. So five must have been reserved for for somebody who's even more lucky. Yeah, exactly, because they got them for a, a steep discount potentially. That's right. Okay, so everybody, this is an audio only episode. In the future, we will be experimenting with some video, but not yet for these episodes. So everybody who's been asking for that, we hear you. We're gonna try it out. The editing process is harder, but we're, we're going to try to make it work because we know it's a better experience. And we are committed to continually making this better. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who supported us last year when we started. Can't believe it's only been like four or five months. And it it feels like, uh, you know, things are, are really blowing up for the gen art space and we're getting a lot of love from everybody. So we really, really appreciate your support, tuning in, and please just keep giving us feedback. We want to keep making this better. And so I just wanted to say that before we start, Jared, if you have any words for the listeners and their support. No, it, this has been a journey and we appreciate all of the dedicated listenership helping us along the way, giving us the feedback and really setting a firm base for us and our growth in what P is doing here at Collector's Corner. So uh, I'm I'm extremely bullish on the space. I'm I'm more enthusiastic about uh, collector's corner and the the value we're trying to bring to the community in a very selfless way. So I'm I'm excited. You know, please feel free to to keep engaging with us. We love it. It it if you can't tell, it gives me energy. Absolutely enamored with each and every one of you. So thank you for all of your time to to listen to to us just ramble. Well, some some structured rambling, which uh, which helps. And for folks who are new, we we cover the news first. Then we go into just some art that's nice, really, that we find really pleasing at really low prices. So you don't have to stress about is the price going to go up or not. And then anything new collections that are dropping that we like, artists that we think are worth highlighting, and then any collections that we think are worth watching for various reasons. So that's the structure. We'll go ahead and hop in. We start off by just the macro because there are large sums of money often involved with these artworks, we, you know, you got to take a look at what's been going on. And it's been a really good week. In the last seven days, Ethereum is up 5% to uh, 1,252 US dollars at the time of this recording. And Bitcoin is up about 2%, it's at 16,800. And uh, Tezos is also up 3.4%, up to 76 cents per XTZ token. So, Overall, pretty good. Uh, you know, it, it it does seem like Jared that we are decoupling a little bit from the traditional finance world, which 
has, uh, you know, I haven't been following it super closely, but yeah, it seems like it's been a pretty bad week out there in at least the S&P 500 in the U.S. equities market. But crypto seems to be holding up at least, which uh, perhaps the bottom is in for us and we'll get to it. But GenArt has been moving. So it's been a big week there. But before we do that, Jared, any thoughts on the macro picture? I mean, you hit nail on the head. It's the decoupling that I'm keeping my eye on. Um, I, I think that rotation of money and uh, you know strength in the economy, but particularly the decoupling from the the Dow. Uh, typically, Bitcoin for the last cycle has has followed it pretty closely, and there seems to be that decoupling. I hate to keep using that phrase, but it, it it's really starting to become an interesting play in a value proposition, relatively speaking. It's something I'm tracking very closely. And, and you know, we've been saying it for a while. It feels like that the, the crypto market was oversold so even you know there may be people in equities who have would rather get out but it feels like a lot of people who would get out in the crypto markets have and there was this overhang of ftx and genesis so people are starting to think that that's probably priced in i mean i know there is the potential for contagion but that usually happens when things break down quickly and it's been i think almost two months or it feels like it's been a really long time since that news broke and we haven't had another capitulation that people are worried about. So I feel a lot more comfortable. And I think the market does as well as we've seen volume start to pick up, uh, not just in gen art across the board, but we love gen art. That's where we focus. So we'll take a look at some of the blue chip gen art. We use nftpricefloor.com, have customized some different collections we like to look at that we consider blue chips. And taking a look over there in the last seven days, the top collection in terms of number of sales is Chromie Squiggles. And we have a whole update for that. So we'll, we'll get to that, but 38 sales there. Then Mind the Gap by Mount Vitruvius over at GM Studio, 20 sales. And then QQL Mint Pass at 14 sales. So uh, quite a few sales, but I want to highlight there were five Meridian sales, four screen sales, um, some bent sales. These are all Artbox curated, three Gazer sales. These are high value items. And so the, the, these don't, you know, we weren't seeing that many sales across high value items before. So this is certainly feels like a change. And in terms of floor price, anti-cyclones up. Uh, I think this is a little bit of an uh, anomaly, but they're up to 10.4, um, up 48% according to NFT price floor. I think there was a really low one out there. Color study, uh, which is Artbox Playground is up 32%. QQL mint passes are up to a 9.6 ether floor, Jared, up 30%. We were talking about that a little bit off camera, off recording, that they seem maybe they've bottomed. Uh, this, this was a very different project, a different market dynamic there. So I'll pause there, see if you have any thoughts on any of the above or anything you want to highlight blue chip wise. I think that the the other metric that I'm starting to look at is the percent listed. You know, there's a lot of um, really amazing projects. I'll touch on it for the Chromie Squiggles, but you know, I'm looking at some of these top tier uh, projects and I mean, even friendship bracelets, 5.6 listed, uh, Gazer, 4.6. You know, you start realizing that some of this uh, is getting locked up and there may be a squeeze later on ringers, 3.3%. You know, the one that surprised me even a little bit is QQL at 2.7. So really interesting dynamics there. That's right. And it's probably, I haven't looked across the whole market, but that's probably the cheapest Tyler Hobbs you could get right now um, in terms of a, a one of one of N. So let's hop over to FX Hash. 
What are you seeing on the Tezos side in the last seven days? The Tezos side was very exciting to me, honestly. Uh, I liked that the seven-day volume is really highlighted by a lot of established projects. I mean, at the top right now is RGB with almost 26,000 Tez in volume. I mean, I don't know if this is a result of the the one of one that just sold on Super Rare, but Willard's stuff, his two projects, Ordinary Places and Southern Gothic coming in both just one just north and one just shy of 14,000 Tez in in weekly volume. But then again, we got our, we got a, you know, Solace coming in. You've got our favorites, Dragon, Kindergartens by uh, Zankin and Yazid had a resurgence with a really great Mandarin sale today by our, uh, you know, a really great Grailers collector, Contrapunto. So a lot of these established ones really um, having that resurgence and, and I, I think it's good to see, which is, is actually not surprising because with that, um, uh, I'll call it non-minting period that we saw between the Christmas and New Year holidays, it's no surprise that we we see a resurgence and stuff. We kind of predicted it going into it that people would pivot into it, but very, very strong action and, and a really good diversity amongst projects that are getting the support. Yeah, and not shown as easily in the charts, but people are rotating to different Tezos artists that are beloved and have great collections. We saw Lars Wander's work going to run. We saw Ruddick Sane's work going to run. Melissa W's. Willard is the next one. And, you know, if nothing, if you're feeling FOMO, just remember the, the crowd is kind of identifying who they consider to be blue chips here. I mean, that that's what's coming up here. So keep an eye on those artists, especially if you like their aesthetic and wait for them to drop something, something that is more affordable. But exciting to see that happening over there on the Tezos side. And Jared, squiggle update. Tons of, well, actually, we want to, can you talk about the 8NAP fund squiggle acquisition? We can. I, I, I posted on Twitter, we were very excited to acquire from an amazing collector a day zero fuzzy and coincidentally just happened to pick it up you know, right before the the crazy run on fun, fuzzies that I'll I'll discuss. But you know, we started seeing in the charts last week that uh, there was a lot of potential in 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 squiggles. As for a squiggle update, it's a ridiculously exciting week. Uh, there's 753 ETH in seven day volume, and that's across 38 sales. Uh, I have it recorded as a 17.2 ETH floor. I think one somebody just floored one, but that's up 2.2 from last week and 3.9 ETH increase over two weeks. And then the volume has just been continually picking up. It's it's incredible. The the one thing that I wanted to highlight is uh, a really great collector, Elated Pixel, sold an ape and rotated it into a fuzzy and a bold, which I thought was a really interesting. Um, Obviously, a little bit of a silo, and I'm I'm targeting one particular uh, sale, but it's it's really interesting. the The other data that I really found intriguing this week is there was a run on fuzzies. There we talked about last week that the floor on fuzzies at twenty nineteen to twenty was incredibly thick, but it is absolutely shot up. And there was eleven sales of fuzzies in the last seven days. I mean, they seem to be the the crowd favorites, at least the spotlight for for this week. And then um, two data points that I really wanted to to highlight is the day zero floor. There's three sales around the 19 to 20 range before it hits 26 ETH. 
I found really interesting because it seems that the they've they haven't found that equilibrium of about a thirty percent premium, so a potential opportunity for listenership, and then also a uh, the bolds. The the four on these are twenty eight ETH, still a significant investment, but relative to seventeen, they're trading at a quote unquote percentage discount recently. Oh, I love these squiggle updates. It's it's fun to go deep into something. And uh, yes, a bold sold for twenty two, which is crazy. I also want to agree with you on the bolds because we had a, a pipe sale. Um, I just want folks to, I want to put these numbers out there and I know we're going like a tiny bit long, which is a way of timestamp. So folks can jump to the next timestamp, but really quickly, the floor on fuzzy chromium squiggles is 25 ether. And after that one sells, it goes to 27.7. Maybe people fill in, but that means like the floor on fuzzy is one sale away from being the same floor as bolds. There are a thousand fuzzies, 1059, only 24 for sale, but there are only 445 bolds. Like you and I were talking about this before. I think bolds are undervalued, man. There's only 13 bolts for, for sale. There are 445 of these. These are like the hoodie punks of chromie squiggles in in you know using a rarity analogy. And they're beloved very similarly. So, anyways, I will digress. I you know, the market's gonna move. I, I think that like fuzzies, because of it, it's they're rare in the sense that the it's the only squiggle that has a thousand for its step between trade and it creates a different aesthetic, not just the softness and the and the cloud or pillow like structure of them, but you know it, you get these very colorful um, outputs with a fuzzy that you just don't see in bolds and other stuff. But I agree with you that they, they feel as though there's a run and and now it's time for everything else to catch up. Right. And pipes with something like six listed, it, it's kind of hard to see a run on those. And there's only 181 floors, 55. So, you know, th those are probably going to be relatively illiquid in general. But the bolds, I feel like there's there's an opportunity there uh, for sure. So let's, let's hop into our first story. It is going to be the 2023 Generative Art Prediction Show, which is not today. But we will have this in a couple of weeks. We're, we're going to have it in a Twitter spaces. We'll announce the exact time, but we wanted to put it out there. Let us know what do you want to know and who do you want to hear from? Who, who would you like to have on the spaces with us and what questions are burning in your mind? We're super excited for this. We, at the end of the year, did a 2022 awards show for Genitive Art, which was really fun. And uh, people really enjoyed it. And we really enjoyed it. So we're going to do this prediction show. Super excited for it. Any thoughts, Jared? Yeah, no, it's super exciting. Um, please let us know what, what you want to hear about. I, I think that we already have uh, some questions, but really, really want to hear from each and every one of you listeners as far as what you're thinking. But I'm super excited. I'm looking forward to having some really great guests. I think that you did an excellent job curating the 2022 awards show with a variety of guests. So I assume we're going to have the same and, you know, it's going to be exciting. I, I love all these different perspectives and, and somewhat divergent thought, just getting it out there into the ecosystem. It, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to hear what everybody else is thinking or even hoping for. Yeah, that's right. And it was really just fun to be reminded of projects that, I had forgotten about an artist. I mean, there's so much great art out there and to be like, oh yeah, that's right. And to hear what people are 
resonating with. And we put this out in our tweet thread. We haven't had it on a podcast. People like a huge winner was Mapon and Anticyclones from our 2022 awards show. I mean, best artist, breakout artist, whatever. He won tons of awards, best curated, um, best long form. T- uh, uh, yeah, I think it's it could be a big year for Mapon. Uh, you know what? I just wanted to say that because we hadn't said it on record anywhere um, since, unfortunately, our Twitter spaces was not able to record for that award show. But don't worry, the prediction show will be awarded. Anyways, uh, I'll give you uh, anything you want to say on that, Jared, before we move on to the next story. No, you're good. Okay, let's do it. We could just uh, start talking about that for too long. The next story. It is January. So what is January? So January is this really cool thing that started in 2021. And I believe it was started by Peter Pazma, who's an Artblocks curated artist. But if not, he's certainly running it this time around. Every single day of January, a bunch of generative artists just work on their craft. And every day there is a different prompt. So the first day, the prompt was perfect loop slash infinite loop slash endless gifts. The next uh, day three, January 3rd is glitch art. Today, which is January 5th, it is debug view and it's just a fun thing they post hashtag january on twitter and you know we'll link to it but it's really a great way to discover new artists as these artists kind of push themselves it's like a 30-day challenge for them have you seen any of these jared on your on your newsfeed not yet well i actually saw i I said no but i think i saw one from zero x techno that was pretty pretty intriguing yeah it's cool i i really like it and it's fun so I think it's worth looking at and see if you find some artists that vibe with you. Our next stories have to do with some some sales that have been happening. Yeah, so first is Vellum, you know, from friend of the the show, Harvey. Uh, absolute huge congrats for the Vellum release. You know, I think all 95 passes sold out roughly around 9.5 ETH pre-redemption value or uh, rebate, excuse me. Um I, I think it's a huge testament to what Harvey's doing in the space. Uh, you know, he he replied to my tweet, uh, responding he didn't think it would mint out per hour call last week at, at nine, and he was surprised by that. But I think that it's a little bit of humility coming through because, as we've said, absolutely incredible art, uh, quite an accomplishment. I'm glad that uh, that he has his his day in the sun here and I can't wait for us to, to be able to get to New York and provide a mint, uh, hopefully in person, but super stoked, a huge, uh, nod of the hat to Harvey and you're, you're doing amazing work. And I think it's just a testament to the quality of output in vellum by the, the sheer devotion that people would rush into a, a Dutch auction so early and a low amount listed, right? I think we said, uh, prior to hopping on only like 20 or so were listed. So, uh, just just an all-around great, great job. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just want to put some numbers out there. So um, at the moment, Fontana, which is uh, Harvey Rayner's, let's, let's call it right now, his, his marquee collection. It was a 500-piece collection, Artbox curated. Floor price for that is 9 Ether. And the floor price, excuse me, price for this Vellum Mint Pass is 9.8 Ether at the moment. They're, the lowest sale so far on secondary has been 8.8, 8.78. So it's stayed up really high. And, uh, you know, a lot of artists, when they have these 100-piece Bright Moments mints, the price doesn't mint out at where the floor price is for their long-form collection. So that's actually really promising. 
I don't know if this is all the Harvey effect because Harvey's awesome and his work is beloved, or if this is a sign that the market is shifting as well. Unclear, perhaps both. Um, I think more Harvey than the market. I think it just speaks to the popularity of the aesthetic and the artist. Um, but it was really surprising to see. I don't think anybody had it minting out that high. So we will see how that goes. We are excited for it. We both have passes. So let's, you know, let, let's go. As they say, LFG art for the win. <laughs> I, I forgot we got to keep dropping more LFG. That's right. That's right. LFG art. Uh, second bit of news, well, a huge congrats also to Kettle Gallen. Uh, the first two pieces of Expanse uh, went up for auction and sold this week. Uh, the first, and I don't know if this is just because it was token number one, sold for 52.18 ETH, and the second sold for 30 ETH. But overall, amazing pieces. Looking forward to the next drop. I think the next one will be number three, four, five, and six. So uh, really excited to see what happens there. It looks like um, the we actually are in the middle of those auctions. So waiting to see. Eight hours left. Uh, by the time this publishes, it will probably be public. But, you know, amazing, amazing art. And really happy to see the success for, for Galad on this. It's, it's really incredible. Unbelievable. He's so nice. He's, he's, he's amazing. His art is amazing. And... I think this is a nod to artists sort of making a name for themselves and then going direct. I mean, this is launched on Manifold with in conjunction with the Kate Voss Gallery, but you know, they're not going through a platform like an art blocks and it is a series of one of ones. So the a curated series is the term that folks use for this type of a, a release. And, you know, it's it just, it's a new model that's coming out. Artists are experimenting with different things. And this has been highly successful given some of the, the prices for these sales. Uh, so we're looking forward to see how they go and looking forward to see more artists try out different ways of getting their pieces out to their collectors. And it should be noted uh, today, the 5th of January, 2023, the remaining four pieces of work, number seven through 10 are opening up the auction. So you know, if you have any interest in, in spending an incredible amount of ETH, you know, hop into it and uh, and and don't miss the boat on this one. Well, not 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 so incredible for some people, though, right, Jared? I mean, some. Uh, I remember the days when Ethereum was trading at twenty dollars to to go back to then, uh, and some people picked up a ton then. But yes, I agree. I mean, relatively speaking, it's it's a high price point, but beautiful art. Let's go on to low price point art, our great art at great prices. So the first one that I wanted to highlight, this, this is a little bit quirky, but I wanted to put this out there. So it is, there's a website called typed.art and there's all sorts of essentially text that is turned into NFTs that people can buy or sell. But an artist named Ferdinand Derview, I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing their name, who had quite a successful recent FX hash drop. Um, you You all may know him from that collection. And uh, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to find the name of that one. But as I do, I'll tell you more about this. Uh, he is just some cool text-based art. There's there's only a few left actually, but they're, they're like one or two Tez. And I'm, I'm kind of getting into this aesthetic, this text-based art. So I wanted to highlight that one. Jared, you you had one to highlight and then, then I'll finish it off so I can find this uh, Ferdinand Derview. Uh, uh, here's a collection, The Past Ahead. So this was a really popular and a beautiful collection over on FX Ash. And uh, th they've got some great work as well. So Inland Emotions, another one of theirs that I really enjoy. So wanted to highlight that one. And Jared, you wanted to talk about Rough Cuts. 
Yeah, Rough Cuts by Volatile Moods. Uh, it's another friend of the podcast, AJ, over at Tender. Uh, we did an interview with him, unreleased, but TBD on the release for that. You know, mentioned it as some of the art he loves, and it allowed me to reconnect with it. And it's absolutely beautiful, in my opinion. It's, um, you know, it's a project that was released in July of 2022. It was a Dutch auction that had a resting price at 48 Tez and, uh, you know, a collection of 512, but, you know, at a, a floor price of 70, there's still some just really amazing pieces at affordable prices. I love the the way the palettes came together and then the, the just geometry, which I think volatile moods is, is really good at. So just wanted to rehighlight that because, uh, when AJ brought it up, I was like, oh yeah, th- this was a, a great project that we shouldn't forget about. Absolutely. I love that project too. And I remember when it launched, it's beautiful. Two more for me to highlight. First one is Doors by QBB or Magical Door. I'm sorry, Magical Door by QBB. So this was an open edition and uh, it was on Verse.Works. And the reason why I wanted to highlight it is because I believe it is the first, if not one of uh, the first one of one of ends for QBB. So it is generative and, and QBB is a generative artist, but often just a wonderful aesthetic. And I love their work that they have on object. They mostly editions, but just beautiful editions from this Japanese artist. And I, I really like this long form that they released. So I thought that was something that would be cool for folks to to take a look at. The second one I wanted to highlight is Plottable Era 1 by GRE Web. So Plottable Art is hot, and it seems like it, it could have a great year just based on the way people are talking about it. This is a early Plottable project on FX Hash. Floor price is 123 Tezos, and there are 400 of them. Check them out. There's a great variety in colors of these. And uh, full disclosure, I did pick up a few of these, but they're beautiful and I like them. Do not have any of the Magical Door by QBB. And I think I may have forgotten to note that those are at a floor price of about $200.16 at the moment. Jared, you had a few upcoming drops you wanted to highlight. Yeah, the first is an Art Blocks Presents release by Ryan Bell called Hyperdrive colon A-side. The A-side hopes lets me hope that uh, there's going to be a B-side. Uh, obviously... I shouldn't say obviously, but my interpretations are referenced to a record. It releases on January 11th. It's going to be a 200 piece collection. I know Ryan Bell is like really, really awesome artist has a lot of activity in the, um, in the Tezos land and a lot of success over there. So I'm, I'm really eager to, to see how his art blocks work does. It has a seven ETH starting Dutch auction with a resting at 0.16. I really don't uh, foresee it ever getting to 0.16, but I'd be curious to see how it goes with only a, uh, you know, 200 piece collection. And it's, you know, just really, really beautiful art, honestly. Um, the the one test output that's shown is just a, a combination of modularity and different patterning interwoven to, to each other. So it's, I'm super excited. Uh, if you can't tell, it's one that I'm going to be tracking. Um, and it's something that, I'm curious to see on the presents side how well it does in the long run. The the second is, and I'm gonna probably mispronounce this, but call it Kima or Kaima, K Y M A. 
It's an FX hash project that's released by Collapsar Beauty. We've highlighted this artist uh, in the past uh, very, very, I mean, they, they have some really great projects that are being released. Most specifically that Tangentium that just came out with a lot and it was received ridiculously well. This kind of has those Tangentium vibes, um, but it will be released on, if my math is correct, on the 10th of January. And it has a 60 Tez start with a resting price at 20. So I think the the one test output that's shown is absolutely stunning. I actually like it more than Tangentum. Maybe I'm a little bit crazy here, but it's definitely something that I'm going to have to get loaded up on some Tez for um, as, as a flyer in the, in the funds collection. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Jared, you can actually see some different variations of the outputs on FX hash, which is nice. It's not the same as running the algo completely, but there are a few options that you can run through here. And I really like this as well. Collapse Our Beauties is kind of exploding onto the scene. Tangentium has a floor price of 210. We haven't noted it. We'll probably save it for the future, but I do think that might be a collection to watch. So love those picks. Let's go to artists to highlight. The first one I wanted to highlight is Anna Lucia. So Anna Lucia is a, a really well-regarded generative artist. Uh, she has a Artblocks factory project called Loom. She has uh, two FX hash collections that are, you know, one of them uh, is in my art to watch, but they really are starting to take off and I, I'm hearing her name a lot more. So I, I, I think it's someone to put on your radar and uh, yep. So art for walls and public spaces, which we'll get to, but I don't know if you've seen this, Jared. It's at a 2.6 thousand Tezos floor, so quite a high floor, and uh, that it, it's a beautiful one there. Yeah, I've seen the name coming up more and more. I think it's definitely, definitely somebody to be on the lookout for. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, she also had a bright moments Mexico City drop, so that was part of it. And the another, sorry, the other artist I wanted to highlight today is called Marcel Schwitlick. And Marcel doesn't, again, have a huge volume of work, but is well known for this uh, upward spiral art. And, uh, you know, I, I, there was a recent drop that I wasn't able to fully follow, but he had it on foundation and it's uh, upward spiral process works. There were 12 of them. I, I think that was the recent drop, but they are absolutely beautiful, Jared. I don't know if you've seen these, but you, you should check them out. And a lot of folks in Grailers were excited to get them on prints. And he also has some work on object and uh, on the Tezos side that are that really just, I, I love the aesthetic that uh, he has in, in his work. So um, really cool artist, wanted to highlight that to folks so people can see if they enjoy it and hopefully brings you some joy. Yeah, those palettes and, and the way the, the, the shapes came out was absolutely beautiful. Yes, yes, stunning work. And so we're going to our last segment, Art to Watch. Last time we did something pretty fun where we had Jared just kind of review some charts. So uh, I enjoyed it. I think Jared, you did too. Haven't heard from the listeners. So if you folks enjoyed it, let us know. But we're going to do it again because, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So what charts do you want to show us or talk to? Not to toot my own horn, but two out of three calls with a high level of success last week was pretty darn good. Still waiting on that damn automatism to to run that's right we called <laughs> three out of three squiggles automatism and friendship bracelets and we didn't talk about friendship bracelets but they're going nuts well i, I did want to touch on friendship bracelets L looking at the chart still just with the one of the, the the points that i always look at is the 
the listings, the daily listing price. And it, it to me, it's it foreshadows price action in the sense that it shows what people are listing it at or basically asking uh, price. And you know that's gone completely vertical. So I still think that there's a lot of legs and momentum behind friendship bracelets. You know, we were just looking at a, a cup and handle formation, so like a fifty percent, but it you know it blew past that, almost doubled from where it was last week. So I'm still looking forward to a lot of upward momentum in that. The chart's still looking really good. One that I uh, this might be my uh, automatism <laughs> call this week, but one that I'm really fascinated with. You know, my love for Melissa W. Her Sudfa, the Art Blocks curated release, it's looking like in USD terms, having a really, really um, interesting point of inflection here at 2K. And the other point is, again, looking at that foreshadowing through the daily listings price, it's come up against a point of resistance at 1.5 ETH. And that resistance has been in place since early November of this year. So I was just looking at the listing, sorting through it. Uh, I'm, you know, not buying it, but at the same time, the, you know, if it is a, a project you're looking at, there could be a, uh, once it breaks through 1.5 ETH resistance, it could be a lot of upward mobility on that. And then just a, a general observation: I was looking, um, Sarah Rid, Rid, Ridley, Rigby, Rigby, Ridgely. I'm not sure. Oh, Ridgely. Yeah. Uh, there, her eyeshadow roses had like an incredible run over the last 24 hours with 5,000 Tez. And it, it prompted me to look into some of her other projects. And uh, I have one in my personal wallet that I won't be trading, but just something for the listenership to think about. The grapheme floor is incredibly thin, incredibly thin. And I could definitely see momentum from the eyeshadow roses hopping over to grapheme. So if it's something that's on your radar or you're uh, at the very least intrigued by, you know, keep an eye out for that one because it will, uh, has the potential to run there. Oh, that's fantastic, man. I appreciate you looking at these charts and, and calling some of these out. That's, we should probably do a show with just that one day, but, but I'll digress. We'll take it home right here. A few collections to watch. The first I wanted to highlight is Toys by Xerox Techno friend of the podcast, fellow Grailer, also a Art Blocks community curator. He's awesome. He's been tinkering away with generative art for I don't know how long, but has been showing sharing a lot of work online, released a collection, ended up being around 600 pieces. Uh, don't have the exact number. I can check in a second. It's doing really well. It, it did get a little bit botted. The floor price is now one Ether, uh, 576 items. But what's really cool to me is that you have a you know, somebody who probably never thought about doing generative art four or five years ago now releasing a collection. And I hope we see more of that folks coming up from the community. And uh, to me, that's why it's primarily why it's interesting to watch. And, and look, the art is beautiful. I actually really like it. It's grid-based. It reminds me a little bit of Aiva and Ringers. Fantastic variety. So um, it is really, really great art on its own right. Uh, so not trying to take anything away from that. Check it out. I think you, you'll enjoy it. But to me, the story here is, wow, this is so cool. Like somebody really came up and, and we're seeing them start the, their artistic career. And, and that's cool for us non-artists. Second one, I mentioned this briefly before, Art for Walls in Public Spaces by Anna Lucia. Mentioned 144 pieces, beautiful art. It is at a 26 
thousand Tezos floor. If you look at the charts, it really exploded recently. We've been mentioning the name Ana Lucia is is been mentioned a lot lately, and so you know you might want to wait for it to pull back if you want to buy one of these. But a couple of weeks ago, it was at a eight hundred Tezos floor, so. I think you might see some of a pullback, but in general, worth watching, taking a look. It's great art, and, and we mentioned Anna Lucia's trajectory. The last one I wanted to talk about, Jared, is a, it's a cool one that I will, full disclosure, recently bought. So it is something called Mempools, and it is a smart contract. It's going to be 200, so let me back up, 225 generative pieces that work by looking at the Ethereum memory pool that seeds the images and how the artifacts are placed. So completely on-chain and using that on-chain data, but using the mempool data, which is relatively unique. And I thought that was cool. They're actually, uh, you know, they're getting kind of popular. So we can't put it under great part uh, art at great prices, but Taking a look online, they're currently at a 0.25 Ether floor. So actually kind of kind of hitting that threshold. Really interesting work that utilizes the technology. So I thought that one was worth highlighting. And that is... I think oh, that's, sorry, go that's ahead. A, those are great picks, dude. That's like indicative, I think, of where we're at. And it still shows that we're early and in the experimenting phase. I mean, again, shout out to Xerox Techno for a beautiful release. Obviously, his integration into art blocks and the nods to to a lot of different themes in there. If you're astute enough to, to dig into the system, there's all kinds of beautiful pieces uh, with art blocks nods. So uh, absolutely brilliant collection and amazing drop. Congrats to everybody who minted. That's right. There's a Chromie Squiggle palette, I believe. I forget exactly what he calls it. And I haven't looked through all of them. I, I really like the X-ray palette too, which is cool. That, that, was, that felt unique. Where some of the 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 strings around the peg are see through, but the peg is not, and different elements are are not see through. So it's kind of a cool effect. Well, fun, you know, Xerox commented on it, but somebody was able to acquire two of the chromies, and there's like one that has like a bold characteristic and one that doesn't. You can actually tell the thickness, which I thought was really really awesome. But they had almost the identical shape, and he was just like, "This is this is again the beauty of gen art, right?" Like he's like. This is almost statistically impossible to have the same palette, same shape, but like one normal and one bold. It was just, it's so cool to see over and over again, just the little gems that generative art, you know, dabble out over time. That's right. That's why I'm a long form maxi, but we, we, we won't get into all that. LFG, baby. LFG. That's long form generative folks. If you're, if you're wondering amongst other uses of that acronym. That's our show for today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Please uh, reach out to us. We're at collectors underscore XYZ. That's the best place to find us, all of our information. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. Thank you.
The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.